Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, October 27th, 2022. Today on the Ether, part two of the two part Chepe space. It started out Coach Bruce, where are you? And ended up Alien Live Underground. Let's take a listen. Yes, sir. So, Aston, um, I haven't seen you around these parts before. I was wondering. Um, I'm not going to ask you about para. Mm. But I was wondering um, what gets you out of bed in the morning and what excites you? What are you looking forward to in, in life? Well, I'm a pretty young uh, guy. Uh, I do have a lot of ambitions and goals that I want to achieve before a certain age. Um, I, I believe I can do something great for my community and uh, you know, m- my loved ones as well. I want to I wanna achieve uh you know not financial freedom but yeah i I want to be able to 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 how how do i say it man i want to be a a hundred millionaire by the age of x right let's say 27 that's my goal for now right um i'm pursuing uh wait so you're you're working on a hundred million dollars no, yeah, no, that's that's one of my goals, one of my my short term goals, yeah. Uh, so, so, what do you intend to do to to tackle this goal? Uh, I do have I do have multiple startups that I'm working on currently. Uh, you know, besides what I'm doing in crypto and trying to educate myself, I'm pursuing two majors in uh, university uh, that I believe will set me up. You know, in the future, I, uh, yeah, so. Uh, I'm an idea guy. I love to execute on my ideas. I think, you know, the, the, I am from the Middle East. Lots of opportunities there. I was fortunate enough to be connected with a lot of businessmen and great people. So, yeah, I mean, that's what gets me up in the morning, right? Um, yeah. What about you? Exciting time. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your truth. Um, well, um, what gets me up in the morning is, is coffee. Um, <laughs> that's basically, that's basically the long and short of it. And then when I have my coffee, I go, hmm, what am I doing next? And sometimes that's walking the dog. And sometimes it's eating some food. Sometimes it's, it's joining a meeting. And uh, on occasion, it's going to the gym. And that's kind of the, the summation of it. And then from there, we just see where we go. Um, I live every single day in the absolute present. I never think more than one day ahead or one day back. And I learned that from uh, someone in this space. Sounds like a peaceful life, my friend. I, I envy you and I don't envy you at the same time. You know, yeah, sometimes what I feel like I have is a disease, you know, and it does take a burden on me. But, hey, 
you know, we got different paths in life. And hopefully, you know, we get to meet each other at the end of that path, right? I'm not sure I want to meet you just yet, Aston. Mm. But I'm open to the idea. Um, well, figuratively, oh. not, not, not physically, right? You know, oh. e- each of us, uh, you know, accomplish whatever we accomplish in life, right? That's what I meant. I see. I see. You mean in the afterlife once we've passed away? No, no. I mean, I mean... You know, we, we, it's at the same meeting point where we're both satisfied with, with, with our lives, right? Aston, have you identified um, some sort of like a product or service or something that people need that? Yeah, yeah, I have, not, I have multiple. Has not been, like things that have not been created that like, not so much what you would create, but what would you want to see other people create? Like, uh, is there some product you'd want to buy if it existed? Well, I, I do have I do have two services that that are in creation, I guess currently. Um, I I mean I do have a couple startups and well not startups I I do have a couple shisha coffee coffee shops in the Emirates and Saudi Arabia, right? I uh, do yeah no that's I guess my first step into the business world, right? Uh, I am taking computer science and data science with uh, a major in uh, telecommunications. And you know other shit as well. Uh, I, I certification in blockchain, right? But that doesn't fucking count. And uh, yeah, man, I, I do have two services that I really don't want to speak about uh, that I think are that are missing within within the community I'm in or the country, right? Or the countries. Should should I be more specific? And uh, yeah, I th- I think it would it would create generational wealth if executed properly. So yeah. Good times. All right. Uh, Bruce, uh, what kind of um, sort of generational plan do you have? Do you have some sort of like uh, little legacy, some kind of clan you want to build? What, what's happening in the background with you? Mm, no. Uh, sorry, I was just a bit distracted. I got sent some some proposal for the Terror Rebels thing. You're going to have, what, like a half dozen little, uh, little, little mini Bruces at some point? Or uh, like what? Are you asking what's important for my life and legacy? Yeah, you're you're gonna have like a little litter of children at some point. I think so. I think so. I'm. Uh, I don't know. I, I was considering to myself earlier: Am I capable of loving many women at the same time? And I think the answer is yes. Well, I shall welcome you to the Middle Eastern culture. You get four wives, Bruce. Let's go, man. Hey, I got well, you, buddy. Well, I've never. Um, don't worry I, about it. No more. My, you don't got to ask questions. My grandfather, Sefi, he had uh, kids with like six different women. He was a, an airline pilot and went around the world and <laughs> impregnated a bunch of different women. He was um, Norwegian. And um, yeah, like my, for instance, my, my mother, her, her, her mother, my grandmother, um, came home one day when he was. Uh, and 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 found um my grandfather this guy having an affair and then kind of collected uh the kids they had two kids together um and flew to to england and um like that's the story of of why my mother moved to england uh back when she was a young child it's because 
uh, her her mother had found my grandfather having an affair, but he had loads of children with loads of different women. So I'm thinking maybe to to live the same kind of lifestyle as him, to just like impregnate widely, maybe to impregnate a woman on every single continent, like an Asian woman from, um, you know, maybe Tokyo to impregnate a Nigerian woman from, um, you know, wherever Lagos or something to, I don't know, just, just to, just to spread my seed liberally. I think it's quite interesting as well to see what comes out, like to combine my sperm with women all around the world and just to see what happens. And then to are, have- you gonna, are you going to ex- like look at these uh, little micro children uh, from afar? Or are you going to interact with them? You're just going to sort of like, you're going to keep track of them and maybe have like a little private investigator watch to see what these little babies are doing. Like, are they becoming successful? Are they uh, creating beautiful music or something like that? Or are you going to actually play an active part in? in I think uh, it'd be interesting Sophie, to vary it, like to, to assess how much is, is nature and nurture. Do you know what I mean? Like how much of yeah, their sure. genetics can it determine? Like one of them, I just will never talk to them. Another one I'll have like full parental relationship. Another one I'll have like something in between. And then we'll assess like how functional they are, the kind of mental illnesses they have. Um, maybe which one has a higher proclivity to schizophrenic breaks um, and, you know, and, and paranoid delusions and, and psychiatric inpatient admissions and things like that. I think it's going to be interesting. I think, um, I can vary the level of abuse and um, neglect and everything else, as well as the genetic makeup. And I'll, I'll create this interesting smorgasbord of, of mental illnesses and creativity and all kinds of things and just interesting and chaotic family gatherings. Is it possible that there are already little Bruce's running around? Or are you pretty careful about that sort of thing? Um, let me check who's in this listening. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's possible. It's possible. I've had uh, I've had times when it was definitely possible, and I definitely didn't see them ever again. Yeah, man. But Middle Eastern families are, are crazy big, and it is interesting to, to you know, my grandfather uh, had four wives, and my family branches out to 54 individuals. Can you imagine that? 54 individuals on a, on a first basis. <laughs> yeah, and, you don't, and you don't know it, most of them probably, huh? No, no. I, I know all of them, man. All of them. Yeah. It's, it's uh, more of a... No shit. Thing. You remember all of their names, all 54 No, people. well, no. It does get repetitive. Names do get repetitive sometimes because there like, are... You have like names. seven different Abduls or something? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but you know, it's... Uh, you call them by their father's name. Usually there's like... Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it gets interesting, but yeah, no, it's having big families is chaotic, and but but it is a blessing as well, you know, because you got a whole fucking tribe back, you know, tribes can branch out to eight hundred, nine hundred thousand individuals in the in the, in, in the Middle East, right? Nine hundred thousand individuals with the same. Are you expected? Are you expected to marry and impregnate one of your cousins or something like that too? No, no. Well, you know, previously there was traditional marriage, not necessarily cousins, but it was more of like between tribes, I guess. For for you know, I guess strength. Like your stepsister, stepsister, some shit, right? Not like not fucking what? No. You know what I mean? No, no, it's it's more of like, you know, if you're from this tribe, yeah, you're expected to to marry from this is old talk though, right? You're expected to marry yeah, of from course. 
uh, a stronger, you know, or like a strong tribe with similar. Yeah, this stuff was common for for most of history, right? Yeah, yeah. This was this was you know this I I it's it slowed down during the nineties and two thousands, and now everyone's just you know I I guess you know different. I guess. Yeah. So your goal is to find this uh, this Middle Eastern girl. Or do you have like this idea of like like Bruce? You're gonna look for some Nigerian girl from Lagos. No, uh, no. So, so I'm. I, you know, I, I like to stick to my culture, right? Uh, I don't want to really diversify much, if that makes sense. No, nothing against anyone else, but you know, I want I want my children to be raised the same way I was raised because you're kind of like a racist against Brazilians. Then what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. hang on Aston if you could rank uh, in order like in terms of attractiveness who, who would you have like sex with most yeah. likely to least likely okay. and you had to rank every race could you could you have a go at that okay uh, yeah that, that's a little bit fucking uh, racist but I'm gonna do it regardless because I don't give a fuck it's all based on personal fucking preference yeah. anyway can you, can you include Eskimo and Aboriginals. I don't know what a fucking Eskimo is, but okay. Um, anyways, uh, you know the ones that live in the little ice houses up in the North Pole, right? Right. Yeah, with right. The polar bears, they're kind oh, of like right. Anyways, some, some frozen Alaskan pussy. I got it. Anyways, so um, Arabs first, Latinas second. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, I guess. You know, blacks and whites third. You know, like pretty even, and then Asians last one. Unfortunately, you know that's my preference. Nothing, nothing against anyone. I think they're all beautiful, but you know, each person has his own fucking preference. God. What about Russians, man? Well, yeah, Russians. I would rank. Oh, that's. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, Russians. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, Russians. Actually, no. Yeah, it's 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 Arabs, Latinas, Russians, and then the rest. So yeah. What about South Americans, man? Uh, South Americans? I mean, yeah, you can consider them Latinas. Yeah. And what about the Jewish people? I have no clue what you're talking about, but... I didn't know Jews were a fucking race. What is this? There's a lot of racism in his hierarchy, and I feel uncomfortable with that. <laughs> You guys asked me my fucking preferences. We didn't like we've asked this question a lot of times and 90 I think the last 7 people we've asked just said like I like all races equally. We didn't <laughs> expect you to actually build a fucking ladder. <laughs> fucking weird, man. Hey dude, hey, I'm 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 I, I'm not part of your woke culture, man. I, you ask me my preference, I'll say my fucking preference. I'm not gonna sit here and lie about shit. Yeah, d- dude, don't don't pussy out to Bruce. Like if you if you've got a method, you have a strategy, a way of thinking. You be you, Aston. That's it's, the key. It's nothing, I, dude. I've met I've met chicks, uh, you know, like like black chicks. I swear to God, are the prettiest fucking females I've ever seen in my life. Right. And then it's it's not like like you know I would take them over anyone, but at the same time you're just asking in general what I find more attractive to me, right? You can go around and ask the same shit. People would be like, "Oh yeah, fuck fuck Arabs, right?" It's like, "Oh yeah, white people first. So you you have like a, maybe like a hierarchy of which like I don't know, porn you pick or something like that, basically <laughs> this sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like you have to have standards. Hey, Anne, what's up? <laughs>
Hold on. I, I got, I got a, a meeting now, possibly. So I need to go and attend that meeting now, maybe. Now? Is that okay? Love you, Bruce. No. Well, or, all right, maybe a friend of mine is calling me. And tell them, tell them to fuck off. The, they need help. We're measuring, we're we're measuring like racial women's groups or something, and it's very important. So, if you, I'm in a humanity. Whenever, whenever any of my male friends have any kind of relationship or dating issues or whatever, they call me, and they say, "Bruce, can you help?" So I have to help sometimes. No, and, no, then, over here. Bro, and then we can all heal. In exchange, I get inside information into DeFi protocols. Tell him we can help right here. Like, hop on to Twitter Spaces. We will help him. No, a lot of people need to stay private. This is right here. We have a, a range of people with nothing to lose, and the people with something to lose will never attend these spaces because it would expose who they truly are. Rose, every time I want to say something, you are leaving. Uh oh, Bruce. Well, I'm going now. I'm just saying goodbye. Like, now I know that it is my time to leave because everyone hates me. Goodbye. Hey, everyone. <laughs> What's up? Oh, hey, no scope. Just shot. What's up? Hey, and by just... that guy who just left, whoever that was, I don't know. He already left. Did you just say no scope just shot? Did yeah, that left? was Bruce that just left scope. Damn. Well, it's okay, guys. I'm here now. So, um, bye, Bruce, I guess. Yeah, how how are how's your um, survival in the Ozarks going? It's going smoothly. Yeah, it's okay. Um, on you know what's kind of funny about the Ozarks? Literally this weekend, I got back in touch with some family who lives down there because everything's kind of crazy there. So a lot of my family members they don't associate with each other. So I spoke to my grandpa, who I haven't spoken with in like five years because he he he's been like prison and shit. He's not a good person. <laughs> it's just a bad place yeah so like so what happened this week well Something i asked bad. him why the hell he didn't show up to my high school graduation like five years ago you you asked him this yeah why? yeah i was like we're you know he doesn't give a shit if you graduate from high school well he should because i'm like the first generation in the family to graduate so everyone's yeah i was gonna say stupid. he probably should yeah he should probably congratulate you or something right I know. I made a revolution in this family. Probably doesn't even know what that is, but yeah. But hey, everyone. Sorry, I'll stop talking now. I just came in and started blabbering. But go ahead, everyone. Sorry. Yeah, yeah we were talking about uh, my preferences with women. Can I ask something about um, men having several women? Yeah, and, and And making a bunch of children? That's fine. Yeah, go for it. I can answer you on that. My dad did that. He's got three kids from three different women. Not even Sorry, you could honor your dad, bro. He's, he's spreading the bloodline. Let's go. Um, I mean, in reference to overpopulation. There is no overpopulation. There's underpopulation. No? The, the, the economy in the world. There, there, are, there are not enough little mini baby Astons out there until we have I mean, like 700 Astons. Then minimum of the world's overpopulated. Minimum. Hmm. Will impregnate. <laughs> how? 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 When? Why are we talking about uh, having a, a food food issue? And there is um, no food issue. You've been brainwashed. 
There's the the Earth can accommodate many more people. What we have is a disparity of how resources are allocated. If you take but, every person on this planet, the whole population of the Earth, and fit them in in, in 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 the New York area, you can fit every single person there. Can you imagine that? So, what kind of overpopulation are we talking about here? You know, there's an underpopulation where, where the infrastructure that's built is it can't be you know it, it can't so be kept up. With. Just to be clear, um, until the world is fully saturated with people, and by that I mean you cannot move because there's people filling the entire volume. You sort of see it's op- overpopulation is a volume problem. Is that your read of the situation? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just an example, right? So Here's, you, can make a second, you can make a second floor. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a very oh, good point. I do know something about overpopulation. I know that if everyone on Earth stood shoulder to shoulder, you could fit them in the state of California to put that into perspective. But on Earth, shoulder to shoulder, I mean, none of us are going to be alive during that. The Earth probably won't even be around anymore. Um, but I don't think it's like population or the amount of humans you guys got to take into account. It's like the production and use humans use everything. Like how long we have till we destroy the planet. How many humans will it take to complete uh, three weeks? Earth? <laughs> yeah. How many yeah. of us? Because I think we're closer to that than... Best no, case, case. I, I'd say probably two generations are left, probably. <laughs> um, and worst case, you know, we are the final. This is the final. Punt. The baby's <laughs> no being born now. Shots, children are going to have the fucking time what of their lives. I would say two or three generations. I don't think our lifetimes, but like within five lifetimes, I think that's all we have. Listen, but I don't think any of us Your kids are going to rule the world, Noscope. And no, what's going to happen is... There, there's going to be like you're going to have dozens of them. They're going to be running around. You have like little adopted ones, like Angelina Jolie. You're gonna, they're gonna like live it up, like live it large, and then the world's gonna blow right after they're done. Actually, you know what? I might adopt kids like Angelina Jolie, um, but I will feel bad because the world probably will like die around their time, or like my grandkids' time. The world will not, but not die. my time. So it's not a big deal to me because I'll be dead already. So who cares? It's their problem. I meant actually overpopulation in the sense of um, um, about um, 60% of the people are older than uh, 60. And uh, we have a huge problem to provide um, the existence but, but of Anne, the I elder think, people. I, I think I can provide you the benchmark. Okay. Let's say uh, in your, uh, how many, uh, so do you have plenty of room in your apartment right now? Mm, no, not that plenty. But like I'm you could handle, for- you could probably, like, you could probably survive if three old men, like over the age of 60 came and lived with you, right? So yeah, you'll how, know that the well, world is overpopulated no, 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 four no, no, old so- men come and knock on your door. No, stop. What did- you know uh, a yeah. lot of a lot of elder people have uh, issue health issues. They have to have treatment. Um, they um, they ha- they ha- have to have nurses coming every day. To um, well, the thing is, like no scope just shots. Um, was it your cousin or brother? <laughs> wait, 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 uh, no she's right. That she's keeps getting right. kicked out of 
nursing she's homes. Actually, right. So my cousin, he's my age. He's like the only young person in our nursing home. But no, she's right. And think of like when all of us are old guys. Everyone our age, they're like Twitch streamers now. Like who's gonna be our nurses? Because we don't, we don't, we're not gonna have them when all of us are old. Yeah, you just gonna die. How does that relate? We're just gonna have Twitch streamers. But she's actually onto something. Old people. I don't know where she's from. Um, but I know like old people in America, it's kind of, they're kind of screwed over just a little, I don't know how it is in other countries or she's from America, but when we're old, I can tell all you this for sure. We better hope we have some nurses because everyone's a Twitch streamer now. So it's just, we might be a little helpless. Another fun fact, guys, we're, I just. You're breaking up MP3. I'm sorry, man. I'm in a rough time rough side of town it's it's we're going to exceed the population of 8 billion people by by november 15th of this year that's pretty cool i think i think the more the better man the more the merrier i, I don't think the point you mentioned on has anything to do with overpopulation honestly how in what way the more the better the more the better always why i think we should because reach we, like a trillion i think i can kind of um put Anne's point in perspective it's not the amount of people that would like oh we're gonna run out of space it's more so we're closer to an amount of people that would use up their earth's resources and pollute the earth enough that would end up killing everyone sooner than we, we think should, we but i don't think have... it's our generation i think it's going to be like a hundred years mm-hmm. but i don't think we got more than a thousand no scope we should have like one times 10 to the 12th we're going to use scientific notation to uh, <laughs> denominate the number of people that we can fit on this motherfucker. Yeah, I don't think it's the amount of people. It's just how many people does it take to make the earth unlivable, like, and how we treat no, it. So how many, how many um, people are you willing to take into your own home? To Like, let's say there was no space to live, right? And you had to uh, take on. But it's, like, it's, it's like not going about one. space. It's it. Yeah, space it's is not. not a, it's not an and issue. You can, you can yeah. share your food with these old men. Well, hold it's, on, uh, hold on, hold on. It, Let me explain. It's not only about food. You are yeah. you are thinking right. too very too uh, very too very narrow. Yeah, I mean, if, so you're saying the oxygen will run out too. <laughs> no, let me play devil's advocate. It's about it's a matter success. of imbalances. So hold it's on, a... hold on, everyone. I can explain this. So even hypothetically, say the Earth had like twenty billion people. Now that's over double what we have now. But if they all treated the Earth correctly and we like were smart with our resources, you know, we, we took. What you're saying, Noscope just shot is you shouldn't like well, hold on, people hold should on. not just go and buy Pokemon cards. They should like definitely uh, not. Especially there, there's there's company, always right? going to be people that. Well, hold that, on, that's main, hold on. Let me explain. The, uh, okay, no scope. Let me explain. Let me testify. I'm only a sentence in. Now, I think 20 billion people could hypothetically live on Earth, but that depends on circumstances. That let's be realistic. Most of the population won't do because I can guarantee you at least 90 percent of people kind of treat the Earth like shit. And I think 90%. that if society that treats, she's talking about America. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I didn't look it up, but. I mean, it's a high amount. I mean, we can all probably agree most humans, they don't treat the earth super well. So if we don't find better ways. Aston composts all his trash. He only buys biodegradable shit. And he wipes his ass with like the wrapping. Like, like, let's say he comes home from the grocery store with. I actually use a bidet. I use a bidet. He uses that to wipe his ass, right? I use use a bidet. I use a bidet. I use a bidet. That's um, so I think think if we continue at this pace. And if we don't find different methods, 
then yes, it doesn't matter what the number is, but it's more so how many humans does it take and depending how they treat the earth, it, it, you know, we could make it not livable, but we could have like double this amount. And if we are more. Hold on. No, let me ask uh, Jer Bear because he is a, he doesn't treat the earth particularly well. So I need to find out like. I've seen him jizz on crops. Aston. Um, all right, Jerbear. Um, so what have you done lately to improve the status of the earth? Um, well, oh, it's recently... not going about the earth. Uh, sorry, the sorry. earth will survive, and only the people won't survive. Mm. The earth will survive us. The earth is coming to an end. We need to populate people, we need, we need to yes, fuck each other. Um... Well, recently I've been, um, you know, doing things such as murdering homeless people. Um, that's one of the big things that I personally began doing. As well, I have been doing things such as recycling and, you know, putting the proper things in the proper bins, you know, like putting garbage in the blue bin and uh, putting compost in the black bin and things of that nature. As well, um, I've been assaulting people who just don't recycle uh, Jer- 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 like, i'm assuming yeah. you're not you're not uh pooping in the urinal right you're i, not I actually guys. i actually please do not interrupt me kind sir um i i have actually began pooping in the sink i just find it a lot more relaxing and it's just it's great and i think everyone should do it personally i think you should take that's it a step further man I think you should take a shit in the yard for fertilizer. Uh, I need you to come over because there's these homeless people who took over this bridge that I live near. And I'm not against homeless people, but I used to like to climb under that bridge. You know how bridges, they got like rocks and stuff you can climb in. Like they're fun to look around in. And they took it out because that was my bridge first. And now I can't go in. (laughs) So what you're telling me is that some homeless people have taken over your home and you want me to kill them to get it back for you. Yeah. Correct? They took over my favorite bridge. I used to love that bridge and now I can't go under there because they're living. Um, oh my well, God. Personally, no scope. Um, I, uh, I, I, I can't go to the States because I don't have a passport. Fuck. So that's not something I can do. And well, I don't do like, do I don't like rid of them. Like, do you think if I like bring a loud noise on there, they'll run off or something? Um, well, I, what I like to personally do is get something that's very lightweight and hard, uh, like a piece of rebarb, and just bludgeon them to death. No, I can't because you know how and, bridge, have you ever been but, under a highway and it's like um, kind of like a hill, so it goes up. They live upwards, so I have to walk up to them. I don't know if that makes sense, but like no, in a well, whole I don't think he's advocating for murder. Uh, and you're hey, saying hey, there's going to be too many old words in my mouth. Well, maybe I, I don't need to kill them. Maybe I just need to lure them out with something. What the I fuck? would say you should, you know, bludgeon them with objects in the legs so they can't move, and then repeatedly bludgeon them in the head till they stop moving. Not till they're dead, but till they stop moving. And then you Can take their body and something? put it in the... Yeah, yeah, go ahead on. Go ahead on. Okay, alright. Well, um... Since I think the, we need to overpopulate the earth. Since the um 
sorry, I have to find my English words. Since the people um, getting more older and older because of the um, evaluation of the um, uh, healthcare, um, people get older and older. And in um, some systems of the of the world, uh, for example, in Asia, and um, <clears throat> um more in the um in the eastern part of the world um families are going to take in their elder uh people to take care of them and they are living in the same houses and the elder people are taking care of the uh, grandchildren etc in the western world we are not used to that anymore so we put our elder people in in homes, um, but there are not enough places in that homes anymore. So, um, for example, I'm from Holland, and um, when my parents are going to be that old, they need help. I am going to do that for them. Um, mm-hmm. So. So there, um, when I do that, it will take so much time that, um, for example, I have to quit my job. Um, so there are, there are actually not enough young people to provide the existence of elder people. Mm. And that's why we are having a, a, a population growth that is growing uh, not straight up, but um, uh, yeah, ver- not, is- not horizontal, not vertical, but um, how do you I mean, see it? Population pyramid. Yeah. So, um, so if you start having less children, and you're going to exacerbate the problem. Yeah, yeah so, so, is, so it's an underpopulation problem. Yeah, you're describing so, various uh, different imbalances. So not enough young people no, to take care of the old people. No, I think right, especially there's, um, it's a lot there's of... There's also it, the health care. Um, uh, also that, but um, for example, um, the um, in Holland, the 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 homes where we used to put our uh, parents in are reduced by fifty percent um, because of um, there are so many elder people. Uh, the we the government can provide the um, the needs for their people anymore. So um, the children have to pay for their um um uh treatments and um have to pay have to uh, pay for the homes where they are going to be in where they have total um um service and um medical care um and that's where it goes wrong there's another type of imbalance also where we have um, healthcare technology that extends people's lives, but not so much the their ability and 
their length of time where they can take care of themselves. So that's another sort of imbalance that can be fixed in other ways as well and with greater technological Robots. You know, advancement. You know, oh, how? population isn't the issue. I think that it's how the government specifically runs the country with a certain amount of people. I think that a government that's ran intelligently and resourcefully can sustain probably any amount of people. Like if the world's population doubled, the government... I want, I want no scope just stop, shot to be president. No, you know, well, you, know, you, know, you know what it is? You know what it is? It, it's, no, sorry that Holland's doing that because even if, you guys had, if you guys had a ton more people, if... It's not about how many people there are. It's that the government is failing you guys. And that's how it is in a lot of places. But I feel like the world's population, if it doubled, we all could function if the yeah. government yeah. shut down the country of the world function. Well, no, you, 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 have to understand, you have to understand one thing, right? So, so a lot and where's of these, that money come from? Oh, uh, dude, that, my, my, okay. a lot of these developing countries are, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to speak about the Middle East and the Gulf in general. The, the, the age, there's 75% of the population is under the age of 25. Aston, okay? yeah, nobody can hear you. Your, you your voice is fading out into oblivion. What do you mean? Nobody can hear you. Your mic is, something's wrong with it. 75%. <laughs> something's wrong with this thing. Anyway. I don't think, think Anne's wrong, especially because she is from Holland. I know that countries, that's in Europe, right? They run a little differently. In America, it's probably not as bad, but I know some countries in Europe they're having that issue. So hey, I don't. Know to, I mean, I don't know, know if it's population or just the government. They need to just do better at managing those things. But yeah, Jerbear, run for government and fix that shit. It's your fault. Sorry, Seth. Stop, stop sitting around smoking your weed and just monkeying around. Like, fix all the elderly people's problems, Jerbear. Well, like, I can do that really quick by lethal injection, but apparently that's not, like, you know, the, the best thing to do. I, I don't know what would be the, the good thing to do aside from that. You, you, know? you always want the easy way out. So you hey, can just keep hey, smoking just, weed. You, you have to do you some work. <laughs> this is you putting words in my mouth, Seppi. I don't know what you're talking about. When did I ever say I want the easy way out? Just eliminating the problem. That's not the, that's not the way, Jerbear. How how does one fix said problem then? Go work in a new kind master. Go clean up the old people, please. See, Sethi, I don't know how to clean stuff. Like I one time picked up a sponge and like I was having a very hard time. This is Anne's point. This is Anne's point she's trying to make. I think I'm just like we have just like none of us are gonna have nurses or nursing homes because everyone our ages, they're like Twitch streamers, they're podcasters like who's gonna take care of all of us in said that. 70 years we're all fucked all of us maybe not right now but it's gonna be worse in 70 years no one's gonna take care of us no scope will you take care of me when i'm dying will you i don't plan to live past 70 anyways fuck it no scope will, will you comb my hair and you know change my diapers when i'm dying i'll be in the nursing home with you if there's anyone even there watching us, I mean, everyone's a podcaster now, so I don't know. They're probably not going to know. They're probably just going to let us die. I mean, there might not be anyone to bury us. Who's going to manage the funeral homes? We're all can, we be, like, be, can we be pals when we're in a nursing home together and, and maybe play like Connect Four and really <laughs> shitty all together? We'll make a suicide so, pack. So in, um, it's, it's, 
been known that these homes are riddled with uh, STDs and yeah, a lot, lots of orgies going on in these uh, retirement homes and, and drug use. I don't know what retirement home you're going to, man. Uh, Who cares? Let them have fun. They're about to die. It's okay. Yeah. Gonna, wait, let them I'm do it. Look forward to forward to drug use and STDs. I'm down. Uh, whatever. I'm, I'm 80. Fucking give me chlamydia. My whole life burns, anyways. Yeah. I think the solution is uh, let people choose for themselves when their life is enough when they um can legally choose when they are going to die and how and um i think that will be um that will help a lot really i'm gonna do it it illegally because what are they gonna do lock me up and throw me away after i do it so, and what you're saying here is you want Sappy to text me on a day-to-day basis once I pass the age of 50 and say, hey, Jeremy, can I shoot you in the head today? And then just say, or, or whichever way I prefer death. And just, you know, every, every single day he just texts me and he says, hey, Jeremy, how are you feeling today? And if I say, you know, oh, Sappy, I'm really depressed. You know, my mom told me she doesn't love me anymore. Um, and he'll just be like, oh, shit. Do you want me to kill you? Are we there yet? <laughs> Are we there yet? <laughs> or maybe Sefi will take out his Lamborghini and hit me really fast with it. Just run over you with it. I mean, I was hoping more for like you hit me and my body goes kind of flying. That way someone can make a cool TikTok out of it and make some money, you know, like because I respect the grind. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Is anyone actually making money on TikTok? Probably I like six like people probably that are making all the money. I mean, I'm pretty sure my guy Andrew Tate, you know, Top G is uh, making oh. quite a bit of bank. You know, Top G Andrew Tate makes all the bank and, and pulls all the bitches because he's Top G. You know, I can give a little perspective. I've had a few videos go viral on accident. I didn't expect it, but for a video that's like five hundred thousand views, I got like seven dollars. So it's not as much as you think it is. Seven dollars for five hundred thousand yeah. views. Yeah, you really don't make a lot off of it, so you have to make it. But I made on, like $50 total. I mean, but on YouTube, if you get over a million, if you get over a million views on YouTube in under or the first week it's launched, I, I believe it's around $8,000. MP3, you're using some kind of like uh, car audio thing, and the like you can barely hear you. Sorry, buddy, I'm gonna shut up now. That's <laughs> all right. Okay, hold on. I'm going to look at my W9 because it's enough that I had to file a W9 for TikTok and I'll give my, I'll, I'll give more input on this. But you really don't make a lot on TikTok. Most of them, they make a lot of like advertising and promotions, but just views alone, you really, no, you can't have a job off that. But hold on, I'll pause you. So what you're telling me, no scope, is that I need to make an OnlyFans instead and send people pictures of my penis? No, nobody wants to see pictures of your penis here. Hey, don't jump to conclusions like that, Sophie. That's quite rude. You know, I don't think like on a from a business perspective, no one's gonna buy a penis picture. And that's just 
professional perspective. Now, depending on how old you are, if you are in need of money, maybe enlist in the military. Now, if you can't do that, um, well, maybe, I guess, I mean, you could start investing in some stocks. Now, you're going to have to get a job. If you can't do the military, if you don't qualify for that, then maybe go into trades. Um, if that doesn't work, you might need to go back to school. And if you can't go back to school, then I guess work away. Now, speaking of going back to school, I just want to rewind conversation a little bit because I was really intrigued. How many people can we fit on Earth? Um, so the question is, what is the volume of a person and what is the volume of livable space on Earth? So what I did was I found out the surface area of Earth times that by about 0.3, you know, actual land mass-ish. And then I figured out, well, at 2,500 meters, you start to get altitude sickness. So we don't really want people to live up there. So I worked out what that volume was. Um, and then I divided it by about seven liters, which apparently is the average volume of a person. And get this, you can get 5.4 times 10 to the 16 people on Earth. That's loads. There's no problem. Anyway, well, that's all I had to say. I don't know if you were here and I said this earlier. The most recent study on that, if all humans on Earth stood shoulder to shoulder, currently like what we have now everyone would fit in the state of california shoulder to shoulder that's where we're at right now currently no we're a lot less than that no that's exactly where it is it's about the state of california every single human on the earth to shoulder to shoulder it would take up the size of california it's hard to believe i don't, I don't think so but i'll look that up i'll see what you're talking about okay well be careful I, it sounds like you're driving you know don't reckon anybody because then we might have less then you might be right because you'll be dead so can I ask something about oh, the the one who made the measure, measurement of the uh, surface of the Earth and how many people fit in that? Who was that? Oh, that was Mian. Okay. Well, um, in that measurement, is um, the health of the people also um, in um, that measurement? Well, the problem is, <laughs> the, the problem is, once you have, so I, I've taken a depth, like the volume that I'm using is 2,500 meters tall. So at some point at the, the bottom of that pile, you'll have 2,000, well, you know, uh, 1,250 people on top of you. Um, but here's if everyone stuck their genitals in everybody else, right? That would take some of the volume down. That's true. That would increase the pot the potential um it's like a quite a bit it would look be a bit right. <laughs> I mean that's a really nice analogy for blockchain or, or something <laughs> I think it'd be more like a dag <laughs> um I yeah, can, period one, can periodically one. make Anne laugh which is always funny <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah the health and the well-being the people at the bottom of the human pile is questionable at best i would say that they're having a bad time really um very little light food and crushing pressure mm -hmm. yeah i agree i super agree well you know there's a um kind of um kind of organization um, or something. I don't know how, how to call it. It's the one million um, uh, 
people um there are people there's an organization who think that the earth only can handle one million people um but and do you and, believe do you believe that there are um like there's entire civilizations of creatures underneath the earth's crust like some do do you believe like there's a little um i don't know ancient city or perhaps even an alien city under the earth that we haven't considered as part of this uh like uh population projection well that's where elon musk and jeff bezos has come from so there must be you know have they been found well and you've have you been on any excavations in some of these big caves where they have detected traces of um you know like handprints and like different uh prints of like what appear to be sort of like underground alien creatures that uh like have you ever reviewed these articles Hold on, before you guys kind of troll Anne a bit and go off topic, I'm going to add to what she just said, where she said that the Earth cannot sustain one million people. I don't think that statement's wrong. I think that the way that we treat the Earth and the way we use resources now, if we continue to do that with one million people at least, then yeah, the Earth doesn't have very long. So I don't think she's completely wrong. So... I kind of understand what Anne is saying on some of her statements. Um, You're saying not everyone can own their own private jet. I'm just saying that if we continue, if there's and we ran, if we used our resources, things we did now, we got less than like a few hundred years. So I don't think she's completely wrong. It really just depends how we do everything. And if we continue this way, then, you know, we probably won't have like great great grandkids, but we'll be dead, so I guess it doesn't really matter, does it? No. So yeah, and yeah. So have so you've like have you thought about this possibility of these underground civilizations and um, you like the kind of impact they're making? What if they have machines down there that can maybe clean up our mistakes? You think they would be, they would use them, or you think they would let us die? I think. Mm. They would. I say I know there are um, whole systems beneath the earth um, uh, created by um, uh, civilizations um, before um, before us. Um, there are caves and tunnels and uh, beneath the metro metro. Um, system uh i think i know there are living a bunch of people but there are just humans and here's your your cousin lives in the subterranean netherworld i heard um yes he is like yeah yeah are you there like do, do you remember what i'm talking about like your cousin who lives like underneath the the what do you call it the channel or whatever the fuck you guys call it there in, in Europe? Yeah, I remember. He he's he's living he's living there, but um, uh, I, I I don't know if he he's just a human, but I don't know if there are aliens or um um other kind of specimen living there because um. 
well, it it could be, they could be living there. Um, and if they had machines to um, clean up what we have been messed up. Um, do you think I they use? Know. And do you think they use the lava resources? Excuse me. Do you think they use the lava, the magma, the like hot magma resources down under the ground? Um, to use for what? You know the hot lava. You know the the, the melted rock, the hot rock. Do you yeah, think yeah. they use the, those resources to make things? Um, to build machines. Yeah, or houses. Well, I can or chime in on this point, Sefi. This is quite interesting because I was reading an article in New Scientist. Uh, the geophysicists have used seismometers to, seismometers to look inside the Earth, you know, like how X-rays work, P waves and S waves, that sort of thing. Um, and at school, you're taught that the sort of the crust is, is the first layer and then you have the mantle and it's all quite linear. It's quite like, it's like a cake, sort of like nice ordered layers. But in reality, it's not like that at all. Um, you have these big blobs and sort of inconsistencies, that's different temperatures and different chemical compositions. Uh, and what they noticed is that within those blobs, um, the, the, the actual size of the largest and the hottest blobs uh, are getting smaller. Um, and they, they don't know how it's happening. Uh, and one theory is that there is some kind of subterranean civilization that's using and harnessing the power of the blobs, these hot magma blobs, to do something. Um, and no one really knows what it is, but it all sort of seems to focus down on, on Yellowstone National Park. Um, and that's all that uh, they've managed to figure out. It's all conjecture. Like nobody knows. Um, but there was some argument that you know you you heard about the pill shaped UFO right off the coast of, uh, off the southwest coast of California. You heard about this? I have now. I'm going to Google the, it. The um, yeah the 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 Navy pilot that saw this like had an interview with Lex Friedman. He was on like you know it's this is a credible thing right? Like this is a white pill shaped thing. Uh, I think it's, is it Schraver or something like that? Whatever. Forget his name. Anyway, so it's this white pill-shaped thing that moves like kind of faster than light. It just sort of like appears in one place and moves to the other place. It kind of has no propulsion system. It's not visible on, um, it's not necessarily visible on infrared, but it's visible on regular cameras. So there's like no obvious heat emanating from the thing. Um or something like that. There, there's kind of like this mixture of features that defy any kind of like technology. There's no propulsion system. It's basically a white pill-shaped airplane-sized object. And uh, multiple naval pilots witnessed this thing. It was briefly on the um, the southwestern sort of naval radar there, um, you know, at, based out of, you know, San Diego and, you know, Coronado Island and all that where they have the aircraft carriers and stuff. And um, anyway, so one of the theories was, well, Maybe this thing is actually not from, you know, outer space. Maybe it's from uh, underneath the Earth, like because it disappeared and it hangs out near water and stuff. And um, like, yeah, quite a few sightings of this thing, and uh, you know, actual documentation of its existence, and nobody able to explain what it is. Like, so that's where this whole, this whole like UAP phenomenon thing happened in the United States, where there's like a. It's like an actual little committee form sort of to handle these sort of like 
like the really, really highly credible sightings. And then there's quite a few things off the East Coast off of like where um, Annapolis, Maryland, and some of these areas are where the Naval Academy is. Not the Naval Academy, the um, the shipyards at Annapolis, um, you know, where a lot of the um, sort of like Navy ships are moored or where the fuck, like what, what's called, what are the, what's the base near Virginia? I'm trying to remember. Um, anyway, whatever. The only one I know is Fort Bragg. I don't know anything else. Not Bragg. There's a, there's a, forget the name now. Anyway, it'll, it'll come to me. Anyway, but there's a, a naval station there on the East Coast as well. And there have been multiple sightings of, uh, uh, you know, triangle shaped and other interesting shaped um, aircraft with no obvious propulsion systems and all this kind of thing. So there's a fair amount of like uh, material on this thing. And um, it's definitely worth uh, watching this documentary, specifically like the one with uh, if you, this guy made it on like Joe Rogan. He's on Lex Friedman. And uh, they have some um, sort of like radar evidence from the F-18 fighter planes that they were flying. And then you had like multiple credible pilots and because like there's more than one plane that saw this object from more than one from more than one direction. So it's pretty mm. interesting. stuff. And um, so what's fascinating about it is like also the movements that it makes um, that are visible on radar. Uh, for example, like when it disappeared and then like appeared somewhere else. Like, was this another one that appeared is the same one that jumped, uh, like, like a wormhole type thing. Um, you know, and then there was this episode where it moved, it like flew from like water height and it did, created no wake on the water too, which is also interesting. Like, like almost like it didn't exist. And then it flies straight up to space at a speed. And some guy calculated the, there's like a website where someone got calculated the speed based on the tracking data that they have. And they're like, yeah, you could get to like Vega in a day or something like that. It's like uh, faster than light type of movement. Um, just like from where it started to where it ended and like how long it took or some shit. Anyway. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Um, uh, like, uh, like physics behind this thing that nobody can explain. Right. It's pretty cool stuff. You should that is cool. It. Yeah, and this is one of the like credible type of sightings. It's not like one of these bullshit things. It's like it's yeah. not a um some kind of hippie or a um a dude in a trailer or something like that. No, exactly. It's, it's not like uh, some it's not um zero X years. Uh no. not zero X years. It's not uh oh, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> eyes. It's not uh it's not the Zero Eyes project or whatever his name was. Uh yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. open eyes project i'm sorry and it's not like some sort of hallucinogenic thing it's not some sort of schizophrenic break or some shit like the planes actually tracked this thing and followed it and whatnot and yeah well and radar doesn't fly, you know radar yeah. doesn't tell you and you know if, if something isn't there it's, it's like okay okay so that, i mean that's pretty yeah cool. and, and, and then all the explanations too like uh for example is it you know the russians or the chinese they have some new technology or whatever there's no evidence of any technology in any literature in science that would explain like anything remotely close to what these things do. Mm. So it's like, is it multidimensional thing? Is it like, are we witnessing some sort of dimensional phenomenon? Is it literally like an, uh, uh, like, a some kind, is it a probe of some kind? Is it actually, a, a like a sentient object? Is it living? Is it like, there's no explanation at all for what this thing is. But it, because it doesn't follow any of the laws of physics, essentially, um, except the fact that you can see it, like that's basically it. Yeah, 
that those uh, kind of things you, you know um imagine you were a 2d a 2d creature on a piece of paper exactly and a 3d creature puts their hands through it same way a four-dimensional creature we would only see one part one element of it as it passed through our dimension we wouldn't understand what the fuck we were looking at it's like you just see slices of it in a three-dimensional yeah. sense is, uh, is so it, maybe is it's, it a, is it a component in a multi-dimensional space yeah exactly um, or it could be something even stranger, like let's say, for example, um, sometime in the future of the Earth, human beings are able to do some kind of strange, uh, you know, uh, dimensional travel of some kind where, you know, like wormholes or something. And maybe these little pill-shaped things are like an echo through time of something we do in the future, for example. So it's like there's no explanation. Like you could come up with so many different variations of what these things are and why they're here and all that the shit. Right. The key well, with aliens is that as we, you can't see what you're not the vibration of. So as we become more, say, spiritually open and available to seeing things, and even as we become more, um, as our idea that things may be actually out there as a realistic probability in our minds we'll actually start to see more things like 99.9% .9 of things are, you know, like random artifacts of light and stuff. But, um, we'll, you're saying you're more likely to look if you think that the probability of something actually alien is out yeah, there. Yeah, like, like say we have telescopes, right? hundred years ago, no one really thought about aliens. Look at the telescope, whole universe seems dead. Even if you have like top of, you know, the same technology of telescopes that we have now, but you think there might be aliens you think uh, there might be ways of communicating. You've integrated your own self so that you are more um, like, you know, if you see an alien, you, know, you, don't, you won't freak out. Then you look around and you'll actually start to see aliens. You know, a couple of interesting uh, physics things that happened. Um, I don't know if you guys, uh, like, Ears, did you follow very much the, the concept of, like, finding the Higgs boson or, like, detecting gravity waves? Have you, like... Have you read about any of those yet? Oh, who, me? Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So the story, um, so like uh, Kip Thorne's story, for example, uh, when he picked up the Nobel Prize, right? Super interesting uh, when he plays out the story of how um, these were detected. And it started out with one, this mathematical idea of, well, we believe a gravity wave would exist. And ultimately, it was determined that, well, if one were to exist, um, it's really hard to detect, especially because the Earth itself has um, everything from, I guess, gravitational fields to noise to like measurement issues because of the atmosphere or whatever, right? So it's hard to reach, get a signal that's out in the cosmos to be reached by your um, device, right? In, in this case, the LIDO device that ultimately is produced. So they had to do mathematical modeling and stuff and think, okay, wait. What strength of gravity wave, assuming our math is correct, even like they, don't, they weren't 100% sure, but assuming the math is correct, like what size of wave, like what celestial event would have to happen for us to measure this thing on Earth? So then they said, okay, well, we would need to have uh, not just some sort of supernova, we would have to have um, two black holes colliding and coalescing into one black hole to create the massive waves that ripple out from that event to be able to actually measure this in the sense that because we can only measure through a certain amount of noise, right? Imagine, imagine you're listening to static on a radio. How loud does a blip have to be for you to hear it? It has to be louder than the noise, background noise, right? Similarly, like the gravity wave has to be of such magnitude 
that it actually overcomes the noise of all the planetary stuff that the detector would otherwise be picking up. It's like static. So they figured out mathematically using computer modeling and whatever. And over the prior, um, I guess, 10 years, like they did the mathematical modeling to figure out, you know, like what size of actual event would be needed. Right. So they did that. And then, of course, like they like, how did they the part I wasn't sure of is like, how did they find a pair of black holes? Like, how did they detect that one particular feature? And how do they know like that they can capture the collision of these two things right at the right time? I need to figure that part out. But they sort they finally found one, I guess, and they, you know, were watching this event. And when it happened, they were able to finally measure the gravity waves. But the cool thing is, to Euro's point, like the, the first the idea had to be there that we could actually see something like this. Mathematically, it had to be modeled to determine that, yes, maybe something like that could exist. Um, Einstein's idea of gravity waves may actually happen, but like to detect them is this weird like project. And then eventually it's amazing that like um, Kip and the gang <laughs> or whatever um, actually were able to do this within their lifetime, um, like from start to finish you know, teams doing mathematical modeling, teams building the actual detector, da 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 da, and finally we're able to detect this thing, this grand event. I think three guys together um, uh, accepted the Nobel Prize. And the whole thing was just, just remarkable. Similarly, the Higgs boson, which is like a particle that confers mass on everything, is something that mathematically was thought to be present by, I guess, famously Higgs or whatever. I don't remember what year that was, but it was quite a long time ago. Um, and there was nowhere near the type of technology necessary to detect this thing. And of course, the superconducting supercollider, or whatever you want to call it, the CERN reactor, um, you know, was able to finally detect this thing after this was determined mathematically to be likely true, like way far in advance. So it's interesting how some of the biggest phenomenon and the smallest phenomenon, uh, gravity and mass, were finally like figured out within our lifetime. It's remarkable, right? But like yeah. the alien thing with this pill, I think it's worth watching this stuff about the pill one, because if this thing is real and it actually has the physical properties that it does, then it means there's elements of like the nature of our universe besides dark matter, dark energy, whatever it is. Like there are pieces of the puzzle that we are they're so missing. If this thing could exist, you'd have to come up with theories of how to explain it and like how much time, effort and whatever should be exerted on explaining this thing. You know, is the question. And the thing about that's not the time travel, but the dimensional thing I mentioned earlier is if there is an element of sort of like dimensionality to this thing, maybe just the mere like experience of seeing this is actually already an indication of like future human machines. And we're seeing like an echo of, of this thing, you know, in back in time. And like maybe it was an accident, maybe it wasn't, maybe they weren't supposed to show us this thing, or maybe. Once they did, it was like too late. You're in like this paradox and in the future, you know, we're going to be building these things because we saw it and we measured it and we mm. decided that this, so it's a weird like, par like, so what is this thing and you know, what does it mean? It sounds, sounds like the plot to a, a show called Dark on Netflix. Exactly. Um, it's like some sort of like time machine movie or something. Yeah. Timey wimey. Um, well, one, one... Wasn't, wasn't it so, sorry, that uh, there were two, um, uh, F1 uh, airplanes who um, saw this pill. Um... Yeah, the F-18. Uh, it's it's the same planes you see on the Top Gun 2 movie. It's the F-18s yeah. off the 
uh, off the same coast like that top gun is right it's on off the court like the coast of north island and this is like where they were training and um the pacific fleet trains in that area um like you know the same basic concept that you see in the movie <laughs> and uh and that's the people that saw this thing and and fravor yeah fravor is his name like is a very very credible individual like he his detailed accounts of it he's not a loony loony tunes by any stretch of the imagination he doesn't really have a whole lot to gain. He did do the whole circuit where it's like, all right, fine. I'll come to the alien convention or whatever and do all your stupid little things. So he did all of the kind of like internet rounds for a little while. And then he just sort of like backed off and he didn't become sort of some sort of like permanent alien celebrity or something. And, and some of the other people that saw it with him actually came on like to corroborate this stuff. And then they had like a radar officer and stuff that said, yeah, there it is. We saw it. So now that's why like the military and um, the U.S. government takes these specific things a little bit more seriously because there's actual credible evidence that they exist. But like, if you think about mm -hmm. it here, it's like, if you saw this, right, imagine you're the captain of an aircraft carrier and your pilots are telling you there's an object that does this shit, right? Totally defies the laws of physics by every session of imagination. You'd think they'd make a bigger deal of it, right? Like more than just, oh yeah, pilots go do whatever. You'd think there'd be some <laughs> strategy where the, the aircraft carrier captain's going to be like, wait a minute. Like, you know, what the fuck is that? Like, what do we need to mobilize to measure this thing and whatever? You would think it would be made into a bigger deal than it was. Like, you don't have to have a little bit of imagination to go, wait a minute. There's two planes with four pilots or whatever the fuck, and they're watching this thing. Um, you know, maybe maybe there's something we should do next. The thing is all the they, they filmed it already? Yeah, they uh, filmed it. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. All these events are, they're going to be somehow plausibly deniable, credible. Incredibly. So just like you talked about the gravity waves and measuring the black holes, I'm very iffy also about, you know, how they got the point at which the black hole collided and all that sort of stuff. But um, like they chose the biggest thing they could measure, right? But you can measure well, anything they, they in the had, universe. They had to using... choose the biggest thing. Sure, exactly. The but you can right? measure anything in the universe if your discernment and sensitivity is high enough, right? Yes, that's correct. And that's so, why the next system, the, the European Space Agency system, next one, is actually going to be an orbital device, or it's, it's mm. like a, it's like three devices, I think. But in this way, it's the same with actually being able to see aliens and being open to seeing them. You know, it's the same. the The belief system. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, we have the um, like once we're open and once we uh, got have our shit together enough, um, and once we realize that we don't need saving, once we realize that any entities that we meet won't actually be invading us because, uh, you know, they don't want that. Once we're high vibration enough that once we see them, we don't go into psychotic shock. Because if you think about vibrationally, um, if you see a high vibrational being, it's like two gears coming together, a slow gear and a fast gear. What will happen is the, slow, the fast gear can go slower, sure, but the slow gear will speed up a lot. And if people have, like, you know, issues, which all of us do, non-humans, we will just go into psychotic shock. And aliens, if they're um, positive and if they have the technology to actually travel the stars, they don't want to seem like they're invading. They don't want to seem, uh, you know, that now, they're... Now, remember, you know, you're like, it would be very different, though. So if you have a civilization that can do um, either light speed travel, very high speed travel, like relativistic speed travel, and if the theory of relativity and anything that that is true... 
then the perception of time of these uh, of an alien like that would be completely literally Absolutely. alien too. So like it a, may not even perceive like what the like um yeah I've talked about how it this. interprets our sort of like but at the same time a, a race that complex would understand too that different uh, species, depending on how fast they're traveling around the galaxy or whatever, their perception of time is different. And, you know, they they would probably take all that into account as well in the design of their probes and whatever, right? Like we, yeah. we design that into, we design relativistic systems into like our GPS satellite system, for example, right? So maybe they could understand like what it is that we're doing in our funny little um, system, but it may not take very much time for them to sort of like analyze us in a sense it just may not take long at all absolutely and i've said about how this works like um time and space are variables of objects any object is recreated and it is a completely different object if it occurs in a different time and a different space so if you isolate those variables you can travel interdimensionally you can travel instantly between dimensions you can travel instantly through time you can travel instantly through space and uh, that's probably what we're saying. As we understand this next level of understanding, we will literally just start to see more UFOs. We Although are. I'm not... Time doesn't exist. Um, like, if you want to think universally, time isn't a thing. It's a thing that we kind of made up to help our own society function based on, like, when the sun rises and the moon goes down. But universally speaking, like, theoretically, um, time doesn't really exist. It's sort of just a thing we made. Time is a... Uh is a no. consequence of space because if yeah. you have space you need time to traverse the space if I you have go on the whole alien thing especially with time i've kind of went and time being a thing i think time is it's more of like a perspective so the world we have our own perspective of time but if they're hypothetical yeah you're you're talking about the observer effect essentially that actually time is not necessarily a thing the relative positions of objects are a thing and that gives you the perception of time because if it wasn't for the movement of objects you actually wouldn't even be able to perceive time any like the existence of such a thing and your time and my time are very different depending yeah. on where we are and how fast we're moving and everything else so time is actually just not even a like a, a constant item from you know it's mm. the speed of light is constant but not necessarily time so it's equals mc squared and time is sort of like part of the speed of light piece of the puzzle, but actually um, it's sort of just a constant, just like the the velocity of light. It's, it doesn't really actually have a, like, I don't know, there's not any specific thing that is in fact time, right? Like we yeah. measure, the closest thing we have to a, like, uh, you know, is like our atomic clocks and things. And if it wasn't for that, and if it wasn't for the movement of the earth around the sun, et cetera, like Noscope mentioned, like uh, how, how would you actually perceive the passage of things only through the movement of some object like a oh, pendulum what? or something there are aliens they don't have the same sun and moon as us so how do they how would they perceive time so i'm sure they've got their just, own time. yeah just by the relative like movement of objects right so and here's, the, here's a metaphor um have a imagine a propeller right um it's spinning you have beings of different vibrations so that they perceive um they they literally just they, you know, they have a strobe. Imagine they're strobing. They're strobing at different um, frequencies. They're strobing at different, you know, uh, number of strobes per second. Um, and so they will have different views of that propeller. They will, some will see it twice as much. 
Some will see it half as much as the others. But there is this propeller that's spinning. But everyone will have a different uh, view of what that's like. And the time that they create will be a function of their vibrational level. You know, Yura, I know what you're saying, uh, vibration-wise. I'm just going to add on to what you're saying because you might be confusing some people. But I know what you mean by vibration. You're talking about energy and vibrations. So I think that there are other beings of different vibrations. I think that the reason we don't see them or the reason we may not be able to communicate with them is because they're a different sort of energy that's not ours. So you're speaking in terms of energy. But no, I'm agreeing with what you're saying. I'm just kind of adding on to what you mean by vibrate. Hmm. Because if I didn't know you were talking about it, I'd be so lost. Well, there's right. like, there's frequency spectrum things. Like, for example, shrimp, I think, have the, the visual... Um, a clarity of the most well, the, no. like the widest color spectrum on the planet is actually well, shrimp a specific it. type of shrimp actually you're just talking about so um earth for example would be 3d that would be our energy that's what they kind of mean by vibration but there's other vibrations there's lower vibrations there are higher vibrations yeah like gravity waves for example the our own energy because that's what exists to us we just 3d energy to us it's so complicated. I don't know how to explain it, but they're they're kind of speaking in terms of energy, but not the energy you can see. If you can't see it, it would be a whole different are vibe. You, are you talking about string theory by any chance? Is this I'm like not, little, little vibrating I'm, strings? I could be doing that on accident, but I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Well, it's not really clear, like at a, at a microscopic or macroscopic level, like what is the biggest sort of like form of life or the smallest form of life that can exist and all that. Although there's a pretty wide variability just here on Earth. Like if you look at the size of, I don't know, uh, a whale versus a, a microbe, there's quite a bit of variety in terms of just like the, the possibilities of what life can do here. Um, but or as small as a virus for that matter. The whales and the shrimp, they're the same vibration as we are because they exist on the same energy. Yeah, I, I follow what you're saying. Yeah, so they they're the same. So by different energy, it would be something you can't see. Now, what those things are, no one actually knows. Some people think they're angels. Some people think they're aliens. Some people think, you know, some people go into religious terms. But something like yeah, but there's, there's no guarantee that that exists either, though, right? It's not, it's not a certainty. It's just I, like... I understand what you're saying, Nerscope. And I, yeah, that's pretty much it. But also, you can change. My point is that you can change your vibration level. You can, you can heighten it and lower it. Although, every, vibrationally, it's a complex thing. Like, it's a holographic universe sort of idea. Like, it's infinite dimensions of infinite spaces. But you can... But also, um, you're like, if you look at your... But look what uh, Lido did. Or look what CERN did. Um, so they sort of predicted, okay, mathematically, we think this exists and that exists. And then you create a really, really complicated device to detect it. So the same, same thing would apply here, I think, is if there was, if we believed like, all right, so an alien civilization would be able to either know about those things or they would be able to like modify their civilization based on that knowledge. Uh, then what they would do is they would, like you, you would be able to detect these so-called aliens because they would have elements of those things in their technology at some point. And so maybe you could detect pieces of their technology. So, for example, uh, take, for example, the detection of the Higgs boson. What if, like, it's possible if there's a creature across the cosmos that can actually detect anywhere in the galaxy that a device large enough to detect the Higgs boson is activated somewhere in the galaxy. Or 
you follow what I'm saying? So like that machine could be detected because of the very specific thing it's doing. And then you sort of, it creates a signal that goes out and say, okay, these people are building this thing. Or maybe for, you know, some, some people have postulated funny things like, well, okay, the, the, the first nuclear weapon uh, fission uh, reaction or fusion reaction um, bombs, you know, would have like alerted um, other civilizations to these kinds of things. If assume, assuming that of course, like, they are on a temporal plane that's similar because relativistically, if you're on another planet in, in another part of like, let's say the galactic arm of different, you know, of a different galaxy or this galaxy, but a different arm, the passage of time is dramatically different. So our civilization is basically just a flicker of a moment compared to somewhere else because of the passage of time is so different for each of our civilizations. So like 5,000 years or whatever is just a moment, essentially, in, in, in other civilizations. Um, so these are matters of magnitude, right? If you can detect yep. a nuclear reaction, then if you are vastly more advanced, vastly more sensitive, you can detect the heartbeats of every human that's ever lived, and you can detect their emotions. You can detect the, what they're thinking. Um, so it's it's, I feel, much broader than that, basically. Just a... You know, hmm. every saying is all theory so i don't actually know if anything i'm saying is right i don't you know honestly i don't agree or disagree with anyone because i don't know i mean none of us know but i will say this i don't i have a little theory this is a theory i don't know if i agree with it but it's a theory that's kind of truth. it's interesting it's an interesting theory that i've thought about i do think that our universe was created by something i don't know if that thing is like a god or like it alien. was you you create your universe Trust me, I'm too retarded for that. No, I'm, no, 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 no. You're, you're just, you're I'm, creating the experience of being too retarded, but you are actually in actuality creating your whole universe. Really, there's a, I used to, so I grew up in an atheist family and I used to not believe in like anything because I just, I don't know. I never really thought about those things, but then there was this point that was brought to me and this is the one point that's never left me. Humans are proof that there is some sort of consciousness out there. No other animal has it. But the fact that humans ourselves prove there is a consciousness, that means there has to be a higher consciousness as well. Somewhere, somehow, that is proof and evidence of a higher consciousness. The fact that we have consciousness at all. Because we do. And it's kind of crazy that we do. No other animal has it. Um, it actually might be well, it might be a normal emergent property of the universe for consciousness to emerge me, actually it may, there may not be anything particularly special about it actually proof of consciousness itself is proof that there has to be a higher consciousness let me say a, a principle that I have heard of and that is the process of ascension so the process of um, you know going to the next level is recognizing that you are the whole universe that you thought you were a part of Right, at every step of the process, you realize that you're not just part of something, you create it and you are it. Yeah, honestly, you're right. I agree with you. Thank you for validating my truth. Yeah, and I know. The ultimate truth is made up of all truths because if you leave one out, it's not the ultimate truth. Yeah, you explain it better than I could. I know what you're saying. I don't know how to explain what you're saying, but I know what you're saying. This uh, foray into astrophysics or whatever has been interesting, but. Uh, I've actually got to jump for a bit. I might catch you guys later. All right. We'll see. Uh, yeah. nice one. Make sure you listen to Fred again's new album tonight, Sefi. It came out today. Very oh. good. Fred again. Okay. Good night, everybody.
you later. <laughs> Everyone meditate. Ciao, Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part two of the two-part Chepe Space. It started out titled, Coach Bruce, Where Are You? And ended up titled, Alien, Live, Underground. Recorded on Thursday, October 27th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep a hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focused, Starscream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man's swagger. Sitting in a little den, envision in the middle men. Listen to the fatal man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next billion. Vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next No one gave a shit Till the drugs all dried up Everybody died From a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter We was all hyped up When the pedal hit the metal He just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime Till the night curfew Rats in a cage Till they make time to murk you Got a little job That falls under my purview We gotta get this mob Away from the birds Gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis Mock up a basement could call me resilient Waiting for the internet to make me a billion Vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Ten spaces